Hey y'all, how you doing? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome you uh you guys. Just trying to get myself uh together here. I think I have everything. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Emotion Monday. I am live. This is not a pre-record. <laughs> So I get to actually uh, talk to you guys tonight. All right. So um, as I go through my disclaimers, you know, speak to me, say hi. I can see you in the comments. Um, so welcome to Emotion Monday. And for anyone that hasn't been on here before, this is how Emotion Monday goes. Uh, I write a blog every week. And then we have a discussion on that blog. And what is the purpose of the blog is to uplift and encourage, you know, anyone that has had a bad weekend, you know, that's what Emotion Monday is. Emotion is a play on words, electronic motion. You know, the name of this um, ministry is the Psalms of My Emotions Ministry. So I kind of just played around with it, twisted around. So this is really, truly a ministry of God. <laughs> you know, I asked God, you know, um, I would play around with it and really didn't want to do a live and go on live, you know, on a regular basis. But I asked God, I said, God, if you want me to do this, you will give me a date and you will give me a time. So I prayed and he gave me Mondays at six o'clock, you know, and he just was explaining that, you know, weekends are very hard. Um, you know, people come to church empowered on Sunday, but don't know what to do come Monday. So this is just a push. And some of the stuff that I'm speaking about could be confirmation into what God is speaking to you. All right. So that is the disclaimer. And I also will always, you know, just really say and appreciate my podcast listeners. This also um, does get uploaded to podcasts. To my podcast, Psalms of My Emotions podcast, which could be found on a lot of platforms. Just type in the search bar, the Psalms of My Emotions, to subscribe and follow because sometimes I do drop, you know, it usually be like 10 to 20 minute um, things that I may get up in the middle of the night. Um, if God gives me something, you know, um, just to speak about, just to expound on, you know, something that is just weighing on my heart and I just have to get it out immediately. Don't care. You know, I could I come in my bonnet, come in my pajamas and I just record some audio and then I upload it on there, you know, just for someone to that it may be for someone. So I, I'm thankful for the podcast listeners that are from everywhere and I appreciate you so much. So we're going to go ahead and get into this topic. The harvest room, the harvest room, y'all. So we're going to talk about what happens in this harvest room. I'm going to pull up my blog and we're going to go ahead and get started. So the thing about the harvest room, um, and I'm going to read it where I got the inspiration from, um, why this is just so prevalent for today to talk about the harvest. All right. Because I believe we are in the harvest, not only just fall. <laughs> you know, and, and usually that is harvest time, you know, it's in the fall, but it is truly in the spirit, a time of harvest. But I believe a lot of us are, we don't know what it looks like, or we're waiting on something that's already here. All right. So the intro goes, does anyone know exactly what happens in the harvest room? This is the room where seeds that were sown has grown. Are we truly prepared as believers to enter into this kind of room? 
And um, I mean, this is just coming from sermons and things that I hear that I have been hearing about um, everyone being excited for the harvest. You know, this is the time to really, truly be happy about being a believer. And, you know, well, the harvest is coming. The harvest is here. You know, Lord, bring the harvest, you know, uh, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But do we actually know that that's work? That that's work? You have to be prepared for the work. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and read in because we're going to get into this meat, y'all. Okay. <laughs> uh, the inspiration from this blog came from the name of one of my favorite restaurants. I was so happy to eat my birthday brunch there that morning that I had my nephew take a picture of, a, of all of us standing outside in front of the restaurant. The next week, our picture, our picture was tagged and posted on the restaurant social media pages as the Friday feature of the week. My family was actually a Friday feature <laughs> for the week for this restaurant. You know, I was so happy, you know, because it is one of my favorite restaurants. It's actually called the Harvest Room. And if you're in this area, it's in uh, Munster, Indiana. No, they did not tell me to say that. You know, I'm genuinely <laughs> really, you know, just um, giving a shout out to that restaurant because I like it. Um, what exactly goes on in a place of harvest? Now, I am speaking from a spiritual sense. Now, you know, everything that I bring on here, y'all, is from a spiritual sense. All right. Look around us. Everything in the world appears to be a mess. Y'all, if y'all are eyes are open to anything that's going on, this world, I mean, it's been a mess, but it's prevalent. You know, now you can see it on social media. It is so and, and that is the common thing that a lot of people are saying, like, oh, my God, it is so much going on. <laughs> it is so much going on. You have death on one end, you know, then there's COVID and then there's, you know, I mean, uh, kidnappings, killing, sex, tra sex trafficking. It's just so much. It's so much going on. Kids. Kids acting out in schools. It's like everything is coming to a head, you know, in this season. And even, you know, just to touch on that, and I'll get back into the blog. And I discussed this with um, one of my friends earlier. It just seems like when we were in quarantine, that caused a lot of us to face a lot of demons we were dealing with. And because of us not expecting our routines to be stopped for us to be confined to a place to to be to evaluate ourselves some of us have come to the realization of things that of uh, that we tried to run away from and because of that now it's causing this i don't know what to do with what i've, I've been confronted with i don't know what to do with this so now here comes all of this other stuff that's been in us all this time that's now coming out that has not been healed, that has not been delivered from. So now we're dealing with all of this stuff at the same time. All right. And I'm going to tell you why that is so imperative and why that is so important, why I'm pointing that out. All right. Um, let's see. So I'm speaking about it in a spiritual sense. You know, the world is a mess. It appears that almost everyone is traumatized from the pandemic. I just expounded on that. But I can't help but see a ripe harvest ready for the picking rather than a mess that has no resolution. Everybody see a mess. I see a harvest. 
Everybody see a mess? I see a harvest. Everyone see everybody lost and, and, and looking for whatever? I see a bunch of people looking for Jesus. Don't know that they're looking, but I, I, I see a lot of people in my eyes. This is, this is the lens in the eyes of a harvester. Someone that is willing to work his fields because I've been sent there. So I see a harvest. I'm ready to work. I feel that even in that time that we were um, secluded in, in, in our homes, that should have been a time for the believers to prepare for the harvest. Prepare for the work of these souls. So if I'm saying harvest, I'm talking about the souls in the spirit. The ones that as believers, we are assigned to disciple. All right. Hi, whoever that is. Blessings. <laughs> um, I can't see because you have to register for the uh thing to see. So all I see is Facebook user on this end. That is real ghetto. They need to fix that for real. <laughs> so, you know, all I see is harvest. I see something right for the picking, you know, and it was a time, it was the time, especially for the Psalms of my emotions ministries to, to emerge because there is a harvest there. There is a harvest needing healing. So whatever God, whatever I've been through through these years, God was getting me ready for the harvest. So everything, if you are a believer and, 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 and if you are coming to God, everything that you've been through is getting you ready, equipping you bit by bit for a harvest. All right. So, like I said, it appears almost everyone is traumatized by the pandemic. But I can't help but see a ripe harvest ready for the picking rather than a mess that has no resolution. I don't see mess. I see crop. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, I got my plow and I'm ready to work. So the meaning of the scripture brings about a whole new perspective into what is going on today. For, so this is from Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So when I looked at this, like I said, everyone sees a mess, I see a harvest. And I believe that is what God sees. Like I had, like God had to start, he had to put a wrench in a lot of people's plans to get them to, the, to this place of a self-evaluation to know that you were hiding behind your work. You were hiding behind your routine of doing things because you weren't truly doing what God wanted you to do. All right. So now we send around, we running around <laughs> lost when really it, it needs to be purpose there. All right. And God is trying to bring it all up. And even with the people that thought it was okay to go without Jesus or once had Jesus and then decided I don't need him anymore. Now we're just now we're in a space where nothing that I ever did, everything that I did does not work now. What I did in the past, all I've been doing all these years, for some reason in this season, is not working. It's not working. And the people that are called to the harvest, this is our time to step in. All right. This is our time to step in and work. 
harvest is not just for we jumping and shouting and 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 oh yeah bring us a harvest it's work <laughs> it's work and it's a work that is prepared for the heat for if you you that's why it's so important for yourself as a believer to be healed and delivered for the harvest you know, we can't just keep on. You can't keep going through the same cycles. You can't keep going through the same things. The harvest is here now. So with that being said, the harvest is here. And let's say you're not, you didn't go through your healing process the season you were supposed to go to go through. You weren't delivered when God wanted to deliver you. So now you got to work this harvest and you're not healed. Listen. Sometimes got to be like, you still got to work. I don't care what you're going through because you should have, you should have took some time in my face to get healed from that <laughs> so that you can work this, work this harvest. All right. So the harvest is actually here, but the laborers are few as the Bible states in Matthew 9, 37. Could it be that the laborers are downtrodden? The laborers are traumatized. The labor laborers have become weary. The laborers have simply lost faith. The laborers have got caught, caught up in what's going on in the world. As believers of Christ, you can't get caught up in, in what's going on. Like I said, you have to turn, change your view, change your perspective, change your posture to God and be like, God, I see all this stuff going on. Your next question in prayer should be like, God, what is my position? Equip me for this. All right. That's it, Elder Luanda. Equip me for this. You're not supposed to keep going back in, into the same things. You know, that's your question in prayer, God. If you are a believer, God, what's my position in this? Don't, don't get caught up in that mess. Don't get caught up in what, because then you're acting like you don't believe. You're acting like you don't have faith. Where's your faith all this time? So now we don't have any laborers for the harvest. That's that's now because now you didn't got caught up with the heart. You, you just out there. Now, you, <laughs> now somebody got to come and get you. All right. <laughs> so, uh, the laborers have become weary. The laborers have simply lost faith. Isn't this the day we knew as believers would come? We knew this day. If you are a believer and you, you I mean, you study the word and you just know God for who he is, this day was going to come. Well, there was going to be so much chaos in the world that now was the time that hearts and spears are open for people to receive God because nothing else worked before. Nothing else worked before. They even tried. People are trying to go back to the old thing, old ways of dating, old ways of you know working, old ways of making money, and it's not working. All right. So the day where it was time to enter. Wait, isn't this the day we knew as believers would come? The day where it was time to enter into the harvest room. We should have known as believers that it was a time we was gonna have to roll up our sleeves and work. <laughs> it's here now we and when i say roll up our sleeves and work that means operating in your purpose because you all know that we all are in charge of a field 
you know, a section of a field, an acre. You know, we are we are in charge. He has assigned us to a field. We have to work our field. Because he assigned, and I'm going to go into that later. He assigns his workers. All right? You can't just go up to a field and, and pick out what's yours. You are assigned to it. And how you are assigned to it is that you have been been cultivated before ever since you were born you have been getting transformed for this harvest that you're supposed to be stepping into that's why purpose is so important it's just not to say i mean it feels good that god wants to use you is it feels good that god had a plan and a design for you since the beginning of the earth but at the end of the day we got work to do with that all right so it's important more than ever to to be in purpose so you you know what fields to work because a lot of us don't know our purpose and then we're working in fields that we ain't even we're not even called to be in let me say that again <laughs> a lot of us that are, are are not knowing what our purpose is and we're going here and there and doing whatever you are working field a field that you're not even called to all right and it's making you tired making you weary and i don't want to work this because you want to quit the work there all right i'm sorry y'all i'm getting excited but i mean this is just something so close to my heart and i know it's something close to god's heart um so sadly to say i believe a lot of us have been disillusioned into what this harvest room would look like Let's see. My sister says, yes, the field of education, medical, the arts, culinary. Oh, come on here. Yes. Thank you for bringing definition to that. The arts, the culinary, cleaning, television, and much more. Exactly. So a takeaway from this, what is your field? Ask God in prayer. God, what is my field? You know, and he'll show you your purpose. And I'm a, ooh, I can't wait to get to the end of this blog. God was giving me so much as I was writing. And I, I thank God. I thank God for that gift. You know, this, this is my plow. The pen is my plow. The pen is my plow. That is my tool for the harvest. You know, I write. You know, and I also, you know, get into, you know, and I'm speaking to you guys. You know, and I create as well, but that's 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 my purpose. That's my plow. All right. Um, and I pray <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, so let's see. So sadly to say, I believe a lot of us have been disillusioned into what this harvest room would look like. We see things grow and are ripe for the picking for use, but we forget that there is work behind it to prevent crop loss. There has to be proper harvest. So there's levels to this, y'all. <laughs> there is levels. Even though God called you to a field, you have to be trained for that field. You can't just step on there. Yes, you might be in the right field, but you don't know how, know how to use them tools. So then now you're going to be getting these, the, the harvest, you're going to be crop, taking care of cropping the loss. You know, you're going to lose crop because you're not equipped. The world is in chaos, but we need God to bring order to our chaos. Like in the beginning, I'm telling you, God has been taking me to Genesis 
and he just was just telling me, you know, we have gotten so far from the design of how things are supposed to be. And that's why there's so much going on. God is trying to bring us back into realignment. Let's see, like the disciples who were fishing, he took their skills of fishing to fish for men. Exactly. And everything that you go through and experience is for a purpose. So don't look at that that job. Don't uh, look at the job that you're working as. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. I ain't even making enough money. You know, I don't even know who that is for, but I know it's for someone. It's increasing something. And I'm going to tell you, you know, hey, what I tell y'all, it, it's nothing that I haven't been through. So I was in my bathroom legit today <laughs> and was just thinking like, okay, all these jobs that I used to work, you know, I was a, a secretary, you know, for some years, uh, um, you know, and I just helped out, you know, in the medical area. And then I did a lot of customer service. But, you know, I thought about it. That was all needed for me to know how to talk to people. To know how to encounter people, different people, all kinds of different people, people in pain, people, you know, all races and colors and even working in a uh, predominantly, you know, just uh, white places, you know, and I worked with different doctors like I worked I worked with a, for a Jewish doctor. I worked for an Indian doctor. You know, didn't understand half what she was saying, <laughs> but I picked up on, on, on what she was saying after I listened to her for a while. So I'm learning how to, to listen and tone into people's dialects. You know, I'm learning how to communicate. I'm learning. I'm learning so much in what I didn't understand before. And it was preparing me for the harvest because now I'm talking to people. Now I'm, a, I'm more understanding of people. All right. I've been around a lot of people. So sometimes you just can't think about being mad because you're not where you feel like you should be at and, and and don't neglect that training it's training it's training for you and it's training for the harvest like i went into radio tv um production that was where my major is in ra ra uh radio tv commun uh, communications with the emphasis of radio tv production slash journalism my passion and my gifting is writing and journalism. You know, I wanted to be that person that wrote the news articles, <laughs> magazine, you know, articles. That was me. But for some reason, God was taking me into knowing how to produce radio and knowing how to produce um, television. And I had no desire because once I got into it, I was like, this is a cutthroat industry. You mess up. And especially if you're in a position where people want that position, people will do anything to get you off of that position because they want it. Because it, it, even though it's so much TV going on, that industry is a small industry. Everybody knows everybody. So if you do one wrong thing, you can get blackballed throughout the whole industry. All right. So that's a tidbit for whoever. <laughs> if you want to get into that, you know, just know you, you really truly got to have God on your side to be, to be in that industry. All right. So, you know, there's work behind to prevent crop loss. So you got to know how to maintain these souls when you get them. There has to be proper harvest management. You have to know how to manage the harvest. I know this blog won't interest a lot of people that are self-absorbed because this is for the people that truly have it in their hearts 
to want to work for the Lord, but maybe weary or just simply need some education and direction. So I'm here to direct y'all, give y'all some education and, you know, to, you know, just to encourage you, just don't be weary. You know, that's in the Bible. Don't be weary and well-doing. You will, you'll reap if you faint not. You know, let God give you the strength. And again, let me start to read because I'm going to tell you, tell you the whole solution to all of this. So I ran across this article that would suggest there is a wrong way to harvest a crop. It is a, a wrong way to harvest souls. Just because they're there, just because they're in your field, churches. It's a way that you can mishandle them. All right. Churches, ministries, and, and like, you know, my sister said about even medical field, education field, the arts, culinary, there is a bad way that you can handle the harvest once they come into your field. So I'm going to read a little bit of this article and, you know, I want you guys to have a mirror, a uh, uh, spiritual mindset while i read it uh, the article states the goal of good harvesting is to maximize crop yield and minimize any crop losses and quality deterioration quality matters so you want to keep these crops <laughs> these souls as healthy as they you're not supposed to drive them crazy <laughs> you're not supposed to mishandle and drop you supposed to you supposed to handle them like how they're supposed to. Harvesting can be done manually using hands or knives, and it can be done mechanically with the use of rippers, combined harvesters, or other machines. So there's various ways, various tools that God gives us to, you know, handle the harvest. Regardless of the method farmers use, several guidelines should be followed to ensure that harvest losses are minimum and crop quality is preserved during harvest operations, such as harvest time method, duration, and post-harvest processes. So this would blew my man. A post-harvest process. To me, that's discipleship. So it's like once the souls come in, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? to disciple what are we doing to make them stronger what are we doing to to so that they can be the next ones to catch some other ones you know so that they they can go into their field and that's why it's so important to to have people come into their own come into their own harvest because it's so much it's so many fields the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few there are so much harvest that God wants to sin, but if we are just sitting here acting like it's okay to run away from our purpose, to run away from the thing that God has called us to do, these crops are starting to die in your field that you're not in. Because we are assigned. All right. So also the article states when it is the right time to harvest. It is important to know when to harvest since the correct time of harvest is crucial in preventing crop losses. So there is a time. There is a season. I just told y'all, I just gave y'all that intel that this is the season. 
This is the season. Y'all see chaos. I see harvest. Y'all see chaos. I see harvest. All right. People looking for Jesus. But you're not in place doing what you're supposed to do. So they, they can catch. They can catch it. Whether I don't care what it is. We have to be in place. Losses can be also caused by field animals, plant disease, insect pests, or other certain weather conditions. Losses can be caused by the enemy because we didn't get them. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. So now they're subject to plant diseases, animals, insects, pests, things that we have power to trample over. Things that we have power, if we are in our in our harvest, things that we have power to, to, to put the pesticide on. And then they wouldn't kill these crops. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, these souls would not be lost. And they're in your field. All right. Uh, timely harvesting ensures good crop quality and market value. The sooner that we get to what we're supposed to do, the quicker that we can harvest these souls how they're supposed to. And they will be right for the season that they're supposed to be and come up in. So it's just not about us. You know, they have a time in season two coming to what they're supposed to do and, and be sent to their field. Harvesting too early or too late will result in larger percentage of unfailed or immature premature fruits, <laughs> which will result in lower yield. Ooh, there is so much I can even say in that. There's a time for harvest. We have to pray to ask God, when, when is it? But I just told y'all, this is the time right now. But there's times too. Harvest harvest is not going to wait till you decide for you to do what you want, to, for you to decide I'm going to do what you want me to do, God. We got, God does give us grace. God does, does give us mercy. But guess what? You got to know today it's not about you. It's about these crops that are, are there waiting for you to, 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 to cultivate it. And I'm going to tell you, um, some years ago, and even my, my sister is on here, you know, um, I had painted a picture and that's what I forgot to get to bring this picture that I painted. I painted a picture of my feet <laughs> standing in this um, the soil and the the harvest was start the, the crops were starting to come up just a little bit, like a little bit past my ankles. And I drew that picture and my sister was telling me that she had a vision that I was standing in this field and it was just so vast. It was so large. I was standing in this field. I was so excited. Yeah, God, I'm in the harvest, you know, not thinking how much work I got to do. How much work is required for me to be prepared for that? You know, and even when I got a picture of the painting, and the crops were just coming up. I was I was there, you know, and, and luckily they were just coming up. So they weren't ready to be harvested yet. But God was just letting me know, yeah, you're in the right field. You know, make sure you got them tools ready. 
<laughs> you prepare me even then to have the correct tools because he was showing me that it was coming. It's right coming right up under your feet. It's coming. So that could be a message for whoever is listening right now. All right. <laughs> um. So reading all of this suggests that there has to be a plan in place before we start to go after souls. So all of this, needing proper tools, proper timing, knowing when to prevent losses, you know, all these processes, you know, there has to be a plan. So who knows this plan, y'all? Who has this plan? All right. You know they are you know they are the harvest that the Bible speaks of, right? You know, the souls are the harvest that the, the Bible speaks of. Let's see. Got oh yes. All right, Jalisha. Hey Jalisha. Yes, God, you correct, Jalisha. <laughs> oh, yes, got to plow, seed, water, fertilize, pray, weather come on. Weather conditions are right, may need some pesticides. I'm telling you, it's a lot of work. That's just like it reminded me of, you know, after, you know, the, the children of Israel went into Canaan and then, you know, they saw those big, big uh, vegetation. They saw the big grapes. They saw the big everything. But this is the, the land that God promised them. But they didn't want to harvest. This, this is what this is what he was giving you. But you realize it was work. You got all is all these giants is all this other stuff that you see as this opposition thinking that this ain't what God meant. Wait a minute. This supposed to be milk and honey. You got to work. <laughs> All right. You still have to work. The work doesn't end when you get to the harvest. So reading all of this suggests that there has to be a plan in place before we start to go after souls. You know they are the harvest that the Bible speaks of. So who do we go for the plan and design? Jalisha got it. God, the Lord of the harvest. That's in the Bible. So the scripture in Matthew 9, 38. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. So even reading this suggests that God sends the workers. You don't decide, I just want to go. God got, you got to be sent. All right. So we can't enter into this harvest room unless number one, you are sent. Number two, you are adamant about asking God for directions at all times on how to handle the harvest. Lord, The Lord is in charge of the harvest. We are not. So because this is his people, his harvest, we have to be so close to God. Like, I mean, like, what's the, what's the, 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 comparisons that they be you like white on rice that means your prayer life have to be on another level your fasting has to be on another level that communication with god you got to be you have to have god on your mind at all times as you're going into working for him listen because this is his harvest this ain't yours this ain't your field these ain't your people you know, those who want to do their own thing with people are not qualified for the harvest room. Those seeking to work the harvest for recognition and not give God all glory are not fit for the harvest room. These are people that are, that are excluded. 
from the harvest room. Yes, you may have a large following. Yes, you may have the, all these platforms, but does that mean you are working the harvest? That got God's harvest. You, you work at some harvest, but I don't know if you work in God's harvest. If all of these fleshly things are happening, if, if, if you're, you, you know, you are seeking the recognition, you're, you know, you're loving the crowd. You kind of have to ask yourself, you know, and you have to watch. And it's so, oh, it's so subtle. We are all subject to getting caught up. To getting caught up. And then you don't even realize that you move from God's field to, to the devil's field. Now you over there working for him and didn't even didn't even realize the transition that you made. That's it. That's it. Pre prepare us all. Please, because like I said, we are subject. Anyone is subject to getting caught up. That's why, you know, you have to pray to the Lord. What it says, ask him. So pray to the Lord. Pray First of all, pray to the Lord. It didn't say just about the harvest. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. We got to pray always for what to do with his people. They ain't ours. They're his people. All right. So those that are, you know, have their selfish ambition, their own, whatever they, you know, self gain, they're not fit for the harvest room. Those, um, the harvest room is a sacred place. So that's another thing. We have to look at the harvest as harvest room is a sacred place. This is very sacred. This is not nothing to take lightly. You know, because you have to pray about everything that you do in this place. Everything that you do in this place to make sure it's not harming or you're not doing stuff too early or you're not doing stuff too late. All right. Because this is his harvest. It's not for the faint at heart and definitely not for the selfish. You have to love God's people. Like, especially now where it's so easy to hate. It's so easy to be angry and it's so easy to just want to um, just kind of just be, be go into yourself and just kind of just like, I don't want to deal with nobody out there because everybody crazy. We got to deal with them. Not only deal, but we got to help and do what God wants us to do with them. I can't help but see a lot of people excited for the harvest, but not willing to pick up the plow and tools required to benefit from what has been pro produced or know how to handle the weeds that grow with the wheat. So, you know, even with this harvest, the wheat grows, the wheat and tear grows together. So there will be things that aren't supposed to be there in the field. What are you going to do? You know, you can't come up against that in your own flesh. You need God to do the separating. You need God to do the separate. <laughs> you can't separate that in your flesh because more than likely you're going to get caught up. All right. So here it is. I can't help but think about Ruth in the Bible and how the beginning of her redemption came from gleaning and working a harvest in Boaz's field. Her blessings came after she was found working a harvest. 
Her redeemer found her working. So all of these comforts and stuff that we look for God to give us, we think that's the harvest. It's it's after. <laughs> it's during. It's while you're working, God has to find you working his field to show you as being faithful. All right? And a lot of people take Ruth and Boaz as, you know, she found her husband, but like I said, you look at it, that was kind of like a representation of like how I said how God is the in charge of the of the field. That was Boaz's field that Ruth went to. He saw her, he saw her working, and told everybody else to take care of her. Give her what she needs. Give her, give her whatever. Whatever, however much she wants, give it to her. And after that came, you know, he he redeemed whatever because Ruth, Ruth was in idolatry at one time. She was a Moabite. And they idolized, they had they had idolization going on. So that's where Ruth came from. So for this man to take her, working in and working in his field, to take her and marry her, redeemed the bloodline. And you do know that this is where the lineage of Jesus came from. So you got to work that field. Ruth, that was my whole thing was that whew, Ruth was found working in the field. She was found. Her blessing came because she was willing to work in this harvest. To enter into this harvest room. She was willing to work. So are you ready to enter into the harvest room? Is your heart postured for the work? I pray that it is because harvest time is here. All right. So that is, I'm telling you, I got chills. So that's the end of the blog. But yep, I got chills. When I got that revelation, now that will be preached right there. She left her place of idolatry. Because listen, some of us want to take our idolatry idolatry into these fields. And wondering what's going on with the souls. <laughs> Woo! We didn't give up nothing. We didn't give up a thing. But we want to work for God. We want to do this and we want to do that. But you don't want to give up nothing. You know, and because she told, you know, um, Naomi, you know, before she went and followed her, like, whatever you go, I go, whatever, you, whoever your God is, that's going to be my God today. So even in that statement, she, she denounced her idolatry. And she was able to go into this field. I'm, I'm just Holy Ghost speaking right now clad holy ghost speaking right now <laughs> clyde saying that's good i'm telling you it's downloading right now because everybody look at it as a, a story of finding a mate this is jesus right here this is god this is how he operates be where you're supposed to be at even though it's not comfortable be that ruth was exactly where she was supposed to be at and, and the thing was, 
Naomi told her, I'm not, I can't guarantee you a husband. I'm old. So even if I did have a child, how would that work? Because you're older. I have a child by the time they grow, it's just not going to work. But her uh, Ruth's sister, Op Op or Orpa, went ahead and went back to that place of idolatry. But Ruth said, you know, whatever. At this point, I'm just going to go with you. Because she was married to Naomi's son. And then she, she was like, well, so she went into this thing knowing that she wasn't going to get probably what she desired. So she went into this thing <laughs> knowing that I don't, God, I don't even know if you're going to give me a husband or not. Come on. That can speak to a lot of people right now. You're going to serve God, give God all you got and, and, and your desires. You may not get what you want. Is y'all willing to do that to work, work in the harvest room? To work God's harvest? You may not get what you want. You're going to have to give up some things. It's going to be long days, long nights. You got to pray to God. You got to fast like never before. Are you ready for this harvest room? Because we're here. Whew. We are here, y'all. We are here. It's not coming. It's not about to come. We are here. So it's best to be prepared. You know, like I, I think I, I, I put up a video uh, this week about preparing your house to be a sanctuary. Um, because even how church is right now, church is even changing. And the people, the harvest that is here, they don't want to go into the church, but they looking for Jesus in you. So they can meet you in a restaurant, at the grocery store. I mean, the grocery store are frantic, trying to get all the toilet paper, <laughs> all the paper towel, because they're fearful of what's coming. And that's your opportunity to give them Jesus in the grocery store. In the drive-thru, somebody may be frustrated because they're the only one working. Y'all know people don't even want to work. So then now these workers are just so over, over, just overworked. So there might be, they have to close down early because they don't have enough people working a shift. And this person might be at their wits' ends. So I don't know what to do, but I know I need to work. You could be that one that helps. You know, helps them through this tough time. So... Y'all, we got to, we, we really, really should be ready. But to be ready, you got to, you got to pray. You got to pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray to the Lord over all of this. All right. He'll tell you where to go. He'll equip you. Yep. Take Jesus everywhere you go, clad, as the season saints will say, yep, everywhere you go. And as I say, all roads lead to Jesus. You know, all, all everything that I say, it all is always gonna lead, you know, to God. You know, so yes, everywhere you go, take Jesus everywhere you go. <laughs> Man, this, you know, this blessed me as I was writing this. 
and as I'm, you know, speaking this and, and the Holy Ghost is, is adding tidbits, it's blessing me. It's blessing me and God using me. You know, I'm the vessel and I'm being blessed. Like sometimes I just, I have to go back sometimes to see what I even said. Cause I don't even know what I said. <laughs> it's surreal, but you know, that's what God wants to do. He just wants you to be a willing vessel, but that's the time that we're in. And, and it's going to get, it's, it's just going to be a lot. It's just going to be a lot. But if you are a believer you know, this is the time to be alive. This is the time we're here for. <laughs> Y'all. So let me see this. My sister said, like, when we saw Jesus driving down the road, look, look, look at here, y'all. Y'all not even going to believe this. So me and my sister was going down the street, was driving down the street coming from my nephew's basketball game. And I saw this man driving the car like we're going this way the car coming this way and i look i couldn't stop staring at this man driving this car i in my mind i said that looked like jesus driving it looked i mean whatever g it looked like jesus driving in this car I, you couldn't tell me nothing so i didn't say nothing i didn't tap my sister and be like look that looked like jesus so then she saw she saw but i think she wasn't gonna say anything or whatever i don't know we just came to the conclusion like i said that's like jesus and she said i wasn't even gonna say nothing we saw him <laughs> so it was just so funny because yes jesus could be found if you're seeking him oh you're gonna see jesus everywhere and i just think that even in that that coming and going where sometimes some people their minds are just focused on other stuff. Even though we were still doing our thing, we still saw Jesus down the road. <laughs> and God is so funny where he does things like that. Like, I'm going to see if you see me in the midst of what you're doing and in your own situations. You know, you got to be that sensitive, especially right now where Jesus is, where Jesus is. You know, because he's so, to me, he's like everywhere. Like I can just, outside the weather, you, you, it's crazy to me when people say, well, I don't know what Jesus, Some I don't know what God is doing. I don't know where he's at. Hello. <laughs> I sit and see God everywhere. I see signs. I see messages. I see things that's directing me on where I need to go, where I need to stand, what I need to pray for. If if not before, now more so more than ever. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm like, God, okay, listen, sometimes it's a lot. But you know, God wants you to commune with him so much so because everything's not going to be the same. A lot of things are changing, has changed. A lot of things aren't the same. All right. So I just love, love, love getting on here talking to you guys. It's, it wasn't a pre-record. <laughs> Thank God for the pre-record. So then you guys just won't, you know, go missing with any messages. So I thank you guys for joining in. Let me do my little disclaimers and then I'll log off of here. Um, let me see. So I'm going to always continue to do this. I, I promise God I will do this. So if any of you guys don't know, I am an author. Um, 
This is my book, The Psalms of My Emotions. You can purchase it on, let me see, put my little, purchase it on Amazon.com. It has my face, you know, on it. There are reviews on there, how much that this book has changed some people's lives. Um, and really, it's not about me. <clears throat> I'm the one that got used, but pretty much this book will show you, you know, how to get closer to God, um, show you pretty much his love and his his direction into your life, even if you're looking at mine. But it's pretty much, you know, even if you're a dreamer, I have poems in there. So it's really a descriptive book. And it just really just talks about and highlights God's processes and movements. Um, and how he deals with your emotions. Listen here, y'all. Emotions is a deep thing. Emotions will Emotions will send you to hell <laughs> if you let them. Emotions will send you to hell if you let them control your movement. Y'all, hey, we got to be delivered. You know, that's why I said the songs of my emotions. I have a testimony. I have a song that came from me overcoming how I felt. My emotions, my emotions that could have could have took me to another direction. You know, I even have in there how I got delivered from the, the Jezebel spirit. You know, how I was manipulative. You know, I have a testimony that came from that. You know, God changed everything, you know, so your emotions could get you into and put you in a pit. You know, the devil is real cunning. Um, so let's see. So if you guys have not, this also does stream to my YouTube channel of Psalms of My Emotions Ministries. I'm on Instagram as Relinda C. McCoy. Sometimes I'll put most of my quotes and everything on there. You guys can look at my stories. Sometimes I'll put a piece, you know, pieces of my life in there too. Most Sometimes it's my cat. I'm a cat lady. I was a dog and cat lady, but now I just have my little cat. <laughs> and you guys can also email me if you have any questions or anything. Relinda McCoy at the pfme.com. And then also subscribe, follow you know, the Songs of My Emotions podcast on any platform. You know, just put it in the search bar. It could be Amazon, Google, um, Amazon Music, Google. I think I'm on pa Pandora, you know, any of them. Any of them. Just find uh, Apple as well. Just go and follow. So anything that I drop, like I said, sometimes I'll drop 10 to 20 minute things <laughs> in the middle of the night. You know, um, and I'm on TikTok as well. So you'll get some three minute, under three minute motivation, inspiration in my bonnet. So it is bonnet, sonnets and bonnets, the bonnet chronicles. <laughs> oh, the bonnet chronicles. And I believe, you know, when people are down and sometimes even that my whole thing in doing this and doing the quotes. And in doing the TikTok videos, sometimes you got to break the break up the monotony and some of this evilness that's on social media. You know, so sometimes some people could be viewing a bunch of mess and then they run into a video of somebody talking about Jesus or talking about how you got purpose. So it's breaking up the monotony, you know, because sometimes some people talk about people will always on here do, doing whatever, whatever. But look how much evilness is out there. You know, as Christians, we should be flooded. Listen, social media should be flooded with everything, all things Jesus. Social media should be flooded with all things Jesus. 
you know, it should, if we just not succumb to things just because of social media and we're trying to fit in, I don't even know where this is coming from, but we're trying to fit in and we're trying to be cool. We're trying to be like, we're trying to be relevant. God don't care about nothing about you being relevant. He care about you being his disciple. All right. So I'll be the disciple. <laughs> I don't care about being relevant. All right. I care about speaking, preaching the truth, giving people the word, giving people what God is saying. And the more that you do that, the more God will give you. The more God, the more of God you will feel. And God feels great. <laughs> God will give you peace. You know, in the midst of all of this, like I'm cool as a cucumber, y'all. And that doesn't mean that I'm not empathetic. I'm very empathetic. And that's why I'm in prayer. But I have peace amongst the chaos. All right. So that's why it's so important, y'all. So whatever God uses and gives y'all, hey, say do it loud and do it proud. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you for tuning in and i will catch you guys you know sometimes i'll drop random videos or whatever but more than likely you will see me next monday all right so have a great day guys have a great rest of your night i hope you eat is eating something really good and great today <laughs> all right and i will catch you later bye-bye <laughs>